minus four, three, two, one, zero. Just like Buddy Holly. Oh, oh, and you're Mary Tyler Moore. I don't care what they say about us. Anyway, I don't care about that. Spock. Bibbidi bobbidi boombox. Welcome. Kyle Bear here. I'm a voice actor from anime and video games. If this is your first time listening. Welcome to my sanitarium. And if it's not your first listen, thank you for continuing to listen. What's your favorite video format? Are we talking 4K, streaming, Windows Media Player? Anyone? My sat cats get dibs on the replies here. They donate Satoshis using a podcasting 2.0 app available at newpodcastapps.com. Dave from the podcasting 2.0 show says, time for a fountain double match boost. Thank you, Dave, for the 10K sats sent using Fountain. Shout out to Oscar Mary as well from Fountain for doubling the sats. That's great marketing promotion right there. Kyron from Mere Mortals says, My favorite video format is my own imagination. We all have a friend trying to describe that awesome, hilarious YouTube clip that invariably always ends in disappointment as it just can't beat my mind. Fair enough, Kyron. 1,223 sats once again sent with the Fountain app. Barney Schaefer from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, says my favorite video formats, DVD and Blu-ray. Melina Joestar says whatever's available. Joshua Marsh, black and white turn handle tube TV. Ya boy Kazuma, streaming. Mouse in the House says Blu-ray. You can take my physical media from my cold, dead hands. Kawhi Ray says streaming and DVD, but I sometimes use VHS if a VCR is available. It's nostalgic. Does anyone still have a VCR? I don't. I haven't owned one in well over a decade. Probably longer, actually. Zero Convoy says, I love watching DVD and Blu-ray. Also, it's all I got. Marku says, does HD DVD count? Hey, man, I got my Xbox HD DVD drive. Still here. It's gathering dust, but makes a great paperweight. Adoram says, whenever you get the chance, VHS solely because of the noises VHS players make as they get ready to start the tape. Did you ever put it on two-hour tapes or six-hour tapes? I always put it on the six-hour setting so you could just maximize the length of tape available, even though it was grainy as hell. Rick Pendragon says DVD usually, but I do miss the effect of a warped VHS needing extra tracking. Oh, it's really fun if the tape starts to get eaten, because that's what tapes do. Tyler Chadwick says, I loved anything that allows one to see behind the scenes, commentary, or show scenes that didn't make the final cut. So DVD and Blu-ray are amazing for that. Project Katana says, Laserdisc. Can't tell if he's serious or not. That's probably going to be the highest quality original Star Wars trilogy cut, the original theatrical cuts. That was a pretty sweet box set back in the day. I never had a Laserdisc player, but I had a friend who did. New question of the week. What's your favorite Halloween memory? Not talking about the movie, talking about the day, October 31st, if you celebrate it, from your childhood. You know, trick-or-treating, getting a whole sack of your favorite candy. Did your costume make people want to call CPS on your parents? Or nowadays, you hit up a party or spend a whole day in a spirit Halloween store, trying on slutty versions of pop culture icons. I'll never understand that. At Boombox Pod, and I'll compile your answers for next week's shoe. <laughs> From the makers of movie themes that should have words comes more movie themes that should have words. E.T.'s hideously ugly, but Spielberg really pulls your heartstrings. Buckets, I've been crying.
Atari's worst game. Rocky Balboa's a boxing guy. He dates Adrienne, but we don't know why. Rocky's climbing all the stairs. Look out for Apollo Creed. Spice on drugs. Oh God! George Lazenby is certainly not Connery, but many love Roger Moore. But Dalton and Brosnan's a bore. He likes it shaken, not stirred. But Buster, haven't you heard? But Daniel Craig is our man. More movie themes that should have words. Available now on 8-track, microcassette, reel-to-reel, mini-disc, and Lars Ulrich's Napster account. <laughs> I say we nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory are thinking the same thing when it comes to dealing with incoming asteroid threats. Now, you're probably thinking, if you blow it up, aren't you just making a bunch of smaller asteroids that could still hit us? Well, the lab ran a simulation based on an asteroid six months out on a collision course with Earth. And their calculations suggest that up to a month before an extinction-level event, a nuke could actually wipe out 90% of that incoming asteroid. Of course, the simulation isn't real world, and I still think a good chunk of people wouldn't have faith that math could actually save the day. But it beats sending up a bunch of oil drillers up there while Aerosmith sings a power ballad. You've seen holograms for years, or what you think are holograms. You know, things that can only be fully seen from just the right angle. Well, Lightfield Lab have cracked that nut by bringing us closer to a holodeck-style future. Check the link in the show notes for a YouTube video showcasing a computer-generated chameleon. But this time, you can view it from pretty much any angle. You're still looking at a display, but the display is from a single light panel beaming 10 billion pixels per square meter. You don't need any special glasses. You can actually pass your hand through the image. No distortion. So as early as next year, we could possibly start seeing holographic displays out in the real world. Advertising things like you've seen in sci-fi movies. Only downside, you won't be able to skip through them. Twitter's Jack Dorsey not only wants his team to make a hardware wallet for people to store their Bitcoin in the safest and most private way possible, but he also aims to make Bitcoin mining mainstream. As it stands, mining takes a lot of know-how, a lot of costly equipment, and makes your electric bill skyrocket. Now, good old Jack wants this thing streamlined and easy enough for anyone curious about crypto to operate. The plan is to go open source and, of course, advance the cause of energy efficiency and dramatically reducing the negative environmental effects. Sounds really cool, but can we just get an edit button on Twitter first? And now, the Batman. Literal trailer. Take it away, narrator. Thank you, Herbert. Cops sneak up on a diner that looks like one of those paintings of a diner. Dude with old people glasses puts his hands up like he has a question. Irony. As the cops haul him away, we see that his latte art is a question. DC. Bat signal montage as Bruce Wayne teaches us life lessons. Joker cosplayers are treated to a Chicago free lunch served up by Sparkle Batman. Don't tase me, bro. Cut to Dark Knight interrogation scene, except you can't understand what he's saying. Where's the gun? What have you done? Could we get another take where you enunciate more? Splosion. The Watcher comments. 
Wait, is that Halle Berry's Catwoman again? We just got Rickrolled. Fat guy, you won't believe is actually Colin Farrell. The precious. Is now Alfred. Bruce becomes Neo. Give me some sugar. Colin Farrell really let himself go. Bats goes three shades of mama bear on randos. Rudy tootie point and shooty. Whoa, they get sunrise in Gotham? Who's under that mask? Michael Keaton? Trinity. Superhero landing. Pew, 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 pew. I'm Vengeance, and I borrowed my car from Fury Road. Well, at least this time, we won't get all that dark and depressing Zack Snyder imagery. Oh, oh wait. Explosion. Seacrest out. Gravity facial. The Batman. In theaters only March 4th, so no more of this day and date crap on HBO Max. Please leave the house, even if the pandemic is still a thing. Hitler on ice? A Viking funeral? Jews in space! Hey, hey, hey. These skits were all teased at the end of Mel Brooks' classic History of the World Part 1 a very long time ago. Variety is reporting that Hulu wants not another movie, but a series. Mel Brooks is set to write and produce, and Nick Kroll and Wanda Sykes are also on the writing and production staff. Now, I'm intrigued, but comedy's rough, especially in today's politically charged climate. It would suck for a legendary comedy genius like Brooks to get canceled, either himself or the show, assuming it's good. Top-tier Mel Brooks is, of course, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. Some of the most quotable movies are Mel Brooks. Now, maybe it's the Gen X in me, but I think History of the World Part 1 is way funnier, in my humble opinion, than Spaceballs or Robin Hood Men in Tights. Comedy's totally subjective, but I'd say three out of five jokes land in his movies generally and as time goes on the ratios lower it's been a minute since we've gotten some new mel brooks material closest thing we got was his son max with his hit novel world war z but even that's been a while so it's good to be the king don't get saucy with me bernays seriously i could do the quote thing all day the peasants are revolting you said it they stink on ice really if you don't know any of these quotes go watch history of the world part one and now, 10 Second Theater presents Halloween Kills. I sure am excited for Halloween this year. Oh, God, no! Oh, that hurts. Michael Myers' charred butt is back, and it's raining muchas dolares. Halloween Kills, the sequel to the 2018 sequel, it's a lot of sequels in the same sentence, made a whopping $50.4 million at the box office. Impressive numbers, considering the movie is also available to stream right now on the Peacock app. Halloween Kills also surpassed Godzilla vs. Kong, the previous day-and-date theatrical and streaming winner, which nabbed over $31 million earlier this year. HBO Max isn't having the best luck with their day and date roster, Space Jam 2 and the Suicide Squad, hoping things turn around for Dune. For this week, horror rules the box office, and I am good with that. Been waiting for a year to see Halloween Kills, but I'm okay watching it at home, actually, and I've already tempered my expectations going in, knowing the, the reviews aren't good, and that it will lead directly into Halloween Ends next October. Bring on the people pin cushions and inverted Shatner mask. Crank up that Carpenter score and that new song from Ghost. Oh, look at the clock. It's time to go. But hey, remember, in the long run, the sharpest weapon of all is a kind and gentle spirit. Unless you're in Texas, where it's open carry and you have a sword. Until next time, I'll see you on the flippity-floppity.